I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hey, this is Wilfred from Wilfred Watches Podcast, and you are listening to Queens Coins. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to episode number two, Holy Wrestling Batman, with your girl, the Queen of N.E. It is Monday, April the 8th. WrestleMania week is over. Mania weekend is over. And we're here. We've made it. Not only this, but Brain Buster Radio has had an amazing first week launch. We're already on second round today. Omega Luke dropped. By the time you listen to this, you will have had Omega Luke and Wilford Watches Monday and Tuesday. And then, of course, today, your favorite day, Queen's Court and of course, my brother, the Queen and Pup Connection, no particular angle, JPQ. All right, we've made it, guys. We've survived. And I just want to take a quick minute to say thank you so much for the love, the support, the downloads, the listens, the retweets, the likes. Everything that I received from my first episode of Queen's Court was overwhelming, y'all. I could not believe how many of you tuned in. I couldn't believe the reception I got, the DMs, the tweets. It was unbelievable to me. And it still is. I'm getting a little emotional. Sorry. No, you know what? I won't apologize for that. It's totally okay to get emotional when you, you know, when it's something good. And uh, I really just want to... Thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart when I started this, and this will be a future episode, so I'm not going to go too far in depth, but when I started this, I I never thought I'd get the reception that I received, and it's been really heartwarming and touching, and hopefully you're back for episode two, and if you're new, welcome to the queendom, babies! 
It's the Queen of NE, and I thank you so much for joining us this week on episode two. Now, there are things that we are going to discuss in this episode that I am so excited to tell you because not only is it so exciting because it was Mania Week and Mania Weekend, y'all, but your girl was in New York City. Yes, she was. And she went to NXT TakeOver and to the G1 Supercard. I have so much to say. I can't wait to share with you my thoughts, my feelings, my reactions, the things that happened that I wasn't expecting to happen. But also, I have some very special things to bring you. I have a couple of guests today who are going to share their thoughts and reactions to NXT TakeOver G1 WrestleMania. And I'm really excited to bring you those as well as the Queen's Courtier's Question section and my Jester and Crown of the Week so without further ado, it is time, baby. Let's hold court with Queen. Hey, wrestling fans. Are you passionate about all things WWE? If you're craving a funny, banner-filled podcast that breaks it all down, from Raw to SmackDown Live, every single pay-per-view, and even some NXT, you belong with us at DYWTSB. Join host Mort with Pops, James E., and Queen as they discuss it all. You will not be disappointed. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and at DYWTSB on Twitter. We will see you there. All right, welcome back from that quick commercial break. Now let's get into the nitty gritty, baby. Let's start with NXT TakeOver. So originally, when I planned this little weekend, I was just going to go to the G1 and enjoy that with Mr. Queen. But the opportunity arose for me to get these takeover tickets. And I said, well, you know, why not, right? If we can make it work, let's make it work. So Mr. Queen pulled his little magic tricks that he does sometimes, got us this great hotel room for takeover night, not too far away from the Barclays Center. And I'm like, all right, let's just buy them. So we bought them. And of course, being New York traffic and from the Northeast, I can tell you, it's not easy to get into the city on a good day, never mind a Friday and never mind Mania Weekend when that's not the only thing happening, right? <laughs> There's a ton of wrestling shows. There was BeautyCon this weekend. There was a lot happening in New York as there always is. It's just part of New York City. It's always busy. It's always bustling. If you've never been before, I highly recommend it. There's some great spots. DM me. I can tell you all about it. So the point of me telling you this is that we sadly were unable to get there just at the start of takeover. We maybe missed three minutes past the entrances. So I got to see, we got to see the entire match, basically. We only missed the beginning little part of it um, of, of course, the tag match between War Raiders and Aleister Black and Ricochet. The roof was blowing off the place. I'm not sure how it really translated on the network. I've talked to a few people and they said it was it was great for them. But in the building, it kind of felt like it was vibrating. That match was, I think, one of my top favorites. I'm not sure it can be number one, but it's like one and a half, <laughs> I guess. Maybe two. I don't know. Regardless. What a match. I was so excited to see Ricochet and Aleister Black live. I'd seen Ricochet before in, in a high school gym, actually, in uh, a couple towns away from me. 
super great there, just as he is on live television. Uh, the man's spectacular. So to see him again on this stage, you know, with this momentous mania looming, oh, it was just wonderful. And, you know, as you're getting to know me, my friends, Alistair Black is my dude. I love him. His entrance music. I want to be played every time I enter a room. I just want to be that cool all of the time, <laughs> which sadly I'm not. But I feel like his music would make me really cool, right? I digress. The tag match was excellent, as I knew it would be. War Raiders delivered. Black and Ricochet delivered. It was amazing. Uh, and of course, I didn't think they would win here. I was kind of hoping they'd win at WrestleMania, but that's okay. War Raiders should retain here as it's Black and Ricochet's curtain call, so to speak, with NXT. Moving on, though, the match that kind of surprised me the most was Dream versus Riddle. And I'm going to tell you why. I love Velveteen Dream. If you've listened to my guest appearance on the No Particular Anger podcast with JPQ, you would know that Velveteen is like one of my favorite characters running right now. The fashion, I can't. And his entrance was even better than I had originally imagined it to be. But the real surprise for me was how much I ended up liking and respecting Matt Riddle. I'm not really a fan of the bro gimmick. I I don't really like the short shorts and the no shoes. I mean, I get it. I'm just, it's not for me personally. But watching him work that match and seeing his talent in person, I think totally changed my perspective. And I became a fan. I was like, all right, I get this. I'm in it. I understand what's happening here. I think he's going to be a future champion sometime soon. I don't know if it'll be North American champion, but NXT champion's looking pretty good at some point for sure. If he doesn't get called straight up to main roster, which, you know, also could happen. It is WrestleMania season. And even though it's over, anything can happen on the Raw and SD Live shows post-Mania. So let's see. That was an excellent match. Up after that was Pete Dunne versus Valter. And I picked Volter to win. I think most of us picked Volter to win. And this was going to be the swan song for Pete Dunne's reign. But the match was differently paced. I don't think the crowd at NXT was really as into it at all points as they were. I know it's supposed to be a cool down in a way. It's a different energy. It's a different vibe. It's British strong style. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I love Pete Dunne. So this was amazing for me to see in person. I've, uh, disclaimer, never been to an NXT show before, so this was amazing. What a what a show to be at for your first one, right? I thought Pete Dunne and Volter worked very well together. The only thing I will say that I noticed is that they didn't give Pete a send-off. Like, the match ended, Volter held up the title, and then I believe we went right into a promo, and I was sitting here looking to my left and my right, and then, like, looking at the people next to me going, is this... Is this happening? Like we're not we're not giving Pete the longest reigning UK champion like ever? We're not doing anything for that? Okay. Uh, interesting. And then I asked one of my friends, uh Josh from Wrestling Reverb, who you may hear a little later, spoiler. I asked him, "Hey buddy, like did it come off that way?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Actually, we did go to a promo." So I thought that was really weird considering how long Pete Dunne was champ. 685 days. That's a long reign. It's huge. We're getting up there with like Bruno San Martino status. Okay. 
So I don't know. I thought that was a little bizarre. And then on to the women's match, which actually I really enjoyed. I became more of a Bianca Belair fan than I already was. I liked her. I enjoyed her braid and her gimmick and her entrance and her general attitude. I'm into that. I know a lot of people aren't for some reason. I'm not sure why. But she resonates a little bit with me and even more so after this match. She's a beast. That... The, the fact that she, I'm stuttering because it's like, oh my God, the fact that she, the fact that Bianca put Kyrie and Io up on her shoulders and dropped them was unbelievable to me. She's a strong girl, really big time. And Shayna, of course, retained. I had thought they were going to give it to Belair, actually, because I thought they were going to keep Sky Pirates together to push them up to maybe SD Live to fight the champions there. Boston hug, but of course now we know they didn't retain, so the iconic, so it makes sense they go to SmackDown. But I thought they were gonna give it to Bel Air because I thought, okay, it might be Baszler's time, right? I had been thinking all along, and I've said this on DYWTSB, and I've said it on other shows that I've been on that I thought Rhonda was gonna go now, that this was her time to leave. Uh, I know she wants to start her family and do that whole thing, so I think she's gonna step aside now. So I thought, oh, what a great time for Baszler to kind of step into that role, get called up and be that heel that, you know, I really want Rhonda to be. No one is heel like Baszler and I love her and hate her for that at the same time. But, you know, she retained. Um, I will say the thing that I didn't really enjoy about the women's match was the fact that they had Io and Kyrie tagging for most of that match. I'd rather see them get that tension in earlier, which, you know, they did do and I see the story that they're building, but if they're going to be used as tag teams, we really can't have any dissension. So not, no, you know, not yet. But anyway, I digress. The main event was, I think, my favorite match at the time. Going back, re-watching some of those matches, I can see why people either really liked it or thought it was a little much. Talked a little bit about it on the Spees and Benchmark show, pre-mania on Sunday, but in the moment, as it was happening, the roof was blowing off the place. I mean, it was, oh, it was unbelievable to me. I can't describe it to you. The atmosphere was crazy. The crowd was at the edge of their seats the entire time. Just these false finishes. There were so many of them, but in the moment, it didn't feel like too much. It just felt impossible. Like, what did Adam Cole have to do to get this done, right? He brought out everything he had, everything, including Undisputed Era, and still couldn't get it done, y'all. Still couldn't get it done. Gargano wins, and he is now Johnny freaking champion. Johnny Wrestling is Johnny champion. And what a thing to experience live. Candice came out. It was great to see her. I love that girl. Y'all, you need to push that girl. Just listen to the queen. I'm just telling you, she's a star. And she needs to be showcased more on NXT. I digress. The ending coming out with Ciampa to hug Johnny. It just, it was a feel-good moment. I knew it was coming. I told Mr. Queen, yo, Ciampa's coming. We're not leaving yet. I'm telling you he's coming out. And sure enough, there he was. You know, it was great for me to see and hear Mr. Queen's reaction to this match. You know, he's not an avid wrestling fan like I am, right? He watches with me, 
but he, he wouldn't probably watch it on his own. However, let me tell you <laughs> that Mr. Queen became a Johnny Gargano fan that night. And he was so invested. He was screaming and cheering and clapping and standing at the end and was so pumped when Johnny won. So that for me was a joy. I like bringing in people who don't really watch wrestling, who aren't as big of fans and showing them something like that. What a great first exposure for Mr. Queen to NXT. I think now would be a good time to introduce Mr. Queen since we've been talking about him and share with you something we recorded right after we saw the G1, which was our reactions to NXT TakeOver and to the G1 Supercard. So I'm going to play that now so you can hear it. And then I'm going to talk G1 with all of you. All right, everyone. It's me, the Queen of NE. It is 1.09 a.m. on WrestleMania morning. And I have to record these live reactions to what I just witnessed to NXT from yesterday or two days ago now. It's insanity. I don't even know what time I'm in. It's fine, though. But I do have a very special guest with me to discuss these two events. And I have Mr. Queen here. Say hi, Mr. Queen. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> All right, Mr. Queen. So I thought it would be kind of fun to get a non-avid wrestling fan's perspective on what we just saw Friday night and tonight into this morning. So let's start with NXT TakeOver. I want to know what you thought of the overall show. Yeah, I thought it was a uh, very well put together event. Really fascinating card. I thought end to end all the matches were really high quality. I mean, nothing against the G1 and I'm sure WrestleMania will be great tomorrow. I just I, I got the sense that NXT was the really best brand, highest quality talent across the board, kind of, uh, you know, bell to bell on all the matches. Um, so really enjoyed it. All right. Awesome. I mean, you're not wrong. NXT is amazing. Um, but you are, you know, just learning about New Japan. So maybe after some more time, you'll you'll learn to appreciate it more. But that's okay. Regardless of that, what was your favorite match of the night? And did you come away liking anybody, really invested in anything? What happened? Yeah, I have to say, and I'm sure it's the same for, for a lot of folks, both avid wrestlers and non-avid wrestlers, the uh, Adam Cole-Johnny Gargano match for me was the best of the night. You know, just the false falls, the near close counts, the, you know, uh, the 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 screwing with the match with people coming in and out and that not phasing. So I, I have to say I personally got invested in Johnny Gargano. I came into the match not knowing a lot about him. I obviously Adam Cole had name recognition for me, um, but I really came out rooting for him and I thought it was great that he uh, came away with the title. Yeah, I think so too. He finally made it. Johnny wrestling is now Johnny champion. Great choice. All right. So now let's move on to the G1 Supercard. We literally just left maybe a half an hour ago. We're back in the hotel. We've had time to process. That was a long one. I'm going to give you that. NXT was very short in comparison. Okay. 
The G1 was quite long. We got there about 7. The Honor Rumble was on. By the way, Muta. There's so many things I have to say. But anyway, this isn't about me. We got there. The Honor Rumble was happening for the pre-show. And then the main card started at 7.30. We didn't get out till after midnight when Okada was giving his victory speech. So... First, let's start with general thoughts. Don't worry, I won't quiz you on all of their names. Just general thoughts. Yeah, look, I, I thought it was a good show. You're right, it was a long card. And then, I mean, there were two companies coming together. Um, I have to say, you know, quality-wise, New Japan certainly beat out Ring of Honor tonight in, in terms of their overall performance and just, you know, what they were pulling to the ring. Um, you know, a lot more high risk across the board. I mean, we saw a fan take a ladder in the face um, as part of a TLC match. That was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. We saw people flipping into the stands on top of people. I mean, just I'll say audience engagement certainly got a little higher. I don't know if their uh, liability shield is, uh, <laughs> is, is as good as they need it to be. Um, you know, interesting dichotomy in the sense that, you know, I know it's not their WrestleMania, but just, you know, I'd say more subdued entrances. We only saw one kind of really over-the-top entrance. Yeah, which was, Dalton Castle, yeah. Yeah, which was longer than the match itself, which was funny in and of itself. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and New Japan, like I said, clearly came out the winner. I don't know what the heck was going on with that uh, interruption by those two people I won't even name because of, you know, just what I think about them. Um, I think the audience reacted in the right way to that. Um, and if that was Ring of Honor trying to do something, you know, fun and splashy, it certainly backfired on them. Oh, 100%. Or, at the same time, it did exactly what they intended it to do, which was cause a scene. The crowd was clearly against it. Uh, you know, and, and me personally, I'll talk about that later in this episode and how I feel about it. But let's just say for spoiler purposes, they're probably getting the jester of the weekend. But all right, Mr. Queen, I'm just going to ask you a follow on question. So even though it was slower for you, slower paced, um, things were different than NXT. Did you find the quality of the actual wrestling to be good? Yeah, certainly. And I'd say for New Japan, definitely. Um Ring of Honor, there were some moments. Um, the 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 triple threat for the championship with the ladders match. I mean, I think everybody in the audience was expecting that to be a a, a kind of a, a low lead in to the New Japan main event, and and it certainly wasn't, and turned into a lot of really high flying stuff and a lot of really interesting action. Um, but look, there there were some miscues on Ring of Honor part. There were some really slow parts to some of those matches, so I, I wasn't as invested in some of those. Uh, New Japan, I think I got more invested in. Yeah, that's generally how I feel as well. Not to say that there isn't talent in Ring of Honor. There is. I just feel like generally they're very clunky. All right, so your favorite match of the night. I'm going to help you if you can't remember exactly what it was but you can describe it and i'm gonna help you out yeah so it was the uh it was the new japan match for the intercontinental yes, championship very good um i thought that was a really good match really well put together i know that belt from the little promo reel they put in seemed to have a a pretty storied history. Yep, you um, saw Chris Jericho in there. Yeah, Chris Jericho amongst others. So I thought overall it that that match kind of took the the cake. 
Um, although the, the double final event match, one from Ring of Honor and one from New Japan, certainly those mm-hmm. didn't disappoint overall in terms of being the, the, the quote-unquote main events. Oh, I totally agree with you. And he was talking, of course, about Kota Ibushi versus Naito. My match of the weekend, I'm calling it now. I don't care what happens tomorrow because it's going to be WrestleMania and WrestleMania moments, but that match was unbelievable. So you're right to choose that one for the winner. But you're also correct in that the two co-main events for the uh, ROH championship with Marty Skrull, Taven, and Jay Lethal, which Taven won, that's bizarre. And then... He had a purple ladder. As soon as the purple ladder came out, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, that's right. You did. You called that. You did. And then, of course, Jay White versus Okada. And the fact that I got to see Okada live, crazy. Um, you like that one, though, right? Oh, no. That was a that was a very good match. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of, of, of good back and forth. That was just a high quality. There was It was no frills wrestling right. yep. with those guys doing their signature moves and their signature ways. And there were some counters back and forth to them. Certainly got the crowd invested. I mean, look, they had the crowd on their feet after close to five hours of wrestling. So, I mean, that, I mean, I'm, I don't watch as much as you do. Um, but to me, that certainly takes a little bit. Oh, I totally agree. And I think both crowds at NXT TakeOver and at G1 were hot. But I'm going to ask you your opinion. Which one was hotter? NXT or G1? Oh, no, I, I'd say that that's clearly, to me, a G1 um, one. I mean, just the the chanting and the involvement and the, I mean, both the accolades as well as the boos. I mean, you knew exactly where you stood with that audience. Um, you know, I think the, the NXT audience wanted to support everybody and, and, you know, make their voices heard. The the G1 audience certainly had their favorites, and they had people that they disliked, and they made it very clear um, what their preferences were. Oh, yeah. They're not afraid to be very loud, and they were. All right. Well, that was our live reactions from G1 anyway, and then our day after reactions to NXT TakeOver. I'd like to thank Mr. Queen for coming on Queen's Court, episode number two. Anytime. And we're back. How cute is Mr. Queen, right? Thanks, honey. So glad you came on to discuss these live reactions, right? This is cool. We get a little different perspective here on Queen's Court. And I have a little bit more for you in a little bit. But let's start now talking about G1, which was on Saturday the 6th, the night before Mania at MSG. I had the pleasure of attending it live in person, as you know. But I don't think I can accurately explain to you how amazing this show was. This was my first experience seeing anything New Japan in the States. And I saw all of my favorite people. (laughs) I got to see Ibushi. Oh, my God. Okay. I got to see Ibushi and Naito and Okada and Jay White and Ishii and Dragon Lee and Bandito, and I could keep going on, and on, and on, and on, and on. Marty Skrull? Okay, I'm gonna stop there. So, (laughs) before I get carried away, so the real thing was, I was so looking forward to seeing this. Because of the talent in the ring, because of the matches that were going to be on the card, 
because I knew Okada was going to win, <laughs> because I knew Ibushi was going to win at MSG, and I would get to see it. What I was not expecting, okay, what I was not expecting was to see Muta come out. I was staring at the entrances. I had really great seats, by the way. If you check my Twitter out and scroll through past Mania, you can see some of the videos and pictures I posted. All of a sudden, the music hits, and I grab Mr. Queen's arm, and I start hitting him. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, it's Muta. And then the crowd loses it, and we just keep chanting, Muta, Muta. It was insane. The roof blew off the joint. The crowd was already hot, as Mr. Queen and I already mentioned in our live reactions, but... This was crazy. This is wrestling royalty, people. I can't get over the fact that I saw him in person live. I am honored and privileged to be in that man's presence, to see him in the rumble. I can't, can't do it. So exciting. I loved the honor rumble. Actually, there was only 11 guys in that match. It did last a really long time though. So I will say that, but what a great way to kick off our excitement for the G1 Supercard with that entrance, with that entry into the Honor Rumble. And then we, you know, we start right away with the card. And I just want to go over a few of the highlights with you. Okay. We kicked it off right away with Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb, title versus title, never open weight champion versus Ring of Honor. I, oh. You guys, this was the match that I was really, really, really looking forward to because I've been dying to see Will Ospreay in person. He did not disappoint, y'all. That man makes high-flying, high-risk, flippy, quote-unquote, wrestling look so damn cool and so effortless, baby. So effortless. That man is absolutely deserves the moniker Ariel Assassin. He just is because every move freaking slays you and kills you. He's so amazing. His in-ring awareness, I can't even tell you how awesome it was to see him in person. And freaking Jeff Cobb is a beast, bro. He is huge. He moves really well for a big guy. I believe him. He sells great. And, you know, he did win, which was a little bit of a disappointment for me because I, I do love Will Ospreay. But how, how can you be mad at that? He's Jeff Cobb. He's awesome. He's a great, great, great talent. He's a future freaking superstar. I'm telling you, get on the Jeff Cobb train if you aren't already. The other thing I want to say is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Ishimori, Dragon Lee, and Bandito was unbelievable. I was already a fan of all of these gents, but Bandito became like my even more favorite after watching him live. It was so awesome and what a spectacle these three put on y'all check out the videos go back and watch the live stream on new japan or fight tv or wherever the heck it was please watch this match don't sleep on it i also really found myself enjoying the winner take all of course tag team match because i love tag team wrestling baby with the gorillas of jet <laughs> With the Gorillas of Destiny, G-O-D, my favorites, Villain Enterprises, and Evil and Sonata, my other favorites, and the Briscoe Brothers. You guys, this match was crazy, and I so enjoyed it. I loved seeing G-O-D live. I loved seeing Evil and Sonata make their entrances. Also, Sonata, I love you, and I hope you get a title run soon, just saying. Anyway, wonderful match. Let's move on. Had to touch on it, though. What I really want to talk about 
is the last couple of matches. I enjoyed Juice, Bully Ray, Flip came out. I love Flip Gordon, so that was really fun to see. The women's uh, title for the Women of Honor, I wasn't really that into that. I was hoping I'd be into it a little bit more. I like Mayu, and Kelly Klein's all right. I just didn't really get a good feel for it. It was kind of sloppy for me, and I hated this stuff afterwards. I really did enjoy, though... Of course, as you would expect me to, <laughs> the Naito versus Ibushi match. That was my match of the weekend. I'm obsessed with them. They were wonderful. It was so enjoyable to see Ibushi win. It was amazing to see him and Naito fight like that. The match was match of the weekend for me, even beating Daniel Bryan and Kofi. It's a bold statement, but that's okay. I was there. It's a different experience that elevates it for me. And I love Ibushi and I'm so glad that he is the new IWGP Intercontinental Champion. I also found myself enjoying Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi. Seeing Tanahashi in person is another WrestleT royalty moment for me. What a champion. What a class act. What a guy. I loved this match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love that Suzuki Goon was out there, of course, with Zack Sabre Jr. Um, that guy terrifies me, though, for real. Like, actually scares me. So you just stay over there, buddy. I'm going to respect you from, from over here. Um, really enjoyed that match. The big match for Ring of Honor and... Technically New Japan, right? Marty Scroll Was the Ring of Honor World Championship ladder match with Jay Lethal, Marty, and Matt Taven. Mr. Queen called that one right off the bat. He said, oh, there's a purple ladder. That dude's winning. And he won. And, of course, Taven won. And the crowd hated Matt Taven, including me. So loud the screams were for Taven. It, it was like nuclear heat was going off in that building. It was awesome. It was awesome to be in that presence, though, as a side note, of these dedicated, diehard New Japan Ring of Honor fans. It was awesome. The vibe was so cool. But I digress. You know, Marty lost here, peeps. We need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. Because what's happening next? Is AEW calling? Or is he going to NXT to be with his girl? I'm, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a big conversation. I need to know from y'all what you think's happening with Marty Skrull now that he has lost. And also, what's going to happen with Jay Lethal and this whole Taven winning thing? Odd. Let me know. At me. At the Queen of N.E. on Twitter. The last thing we have to talk about, of course, is Jay White versus the Rainmaker Okada. I lost my mind. Everybody in that building was for Okada. I was too. I'm a huge Okada fan. I love that man. I love his wrestling matches, his selling his moves. I can't handle it. He's wonderful. I'm also a Jay White fan though. And that was very unpopular. I have to say that a lot of people were kind of like leery. I was in my Switchblade shirt and they did not like that I was cheering for him. Um, especially the guy in front of me. That was pretty funny, but that's okay. I like Jay White. I like heels guys. I just, I do. So, and he's a great one. And Gato was there, of course. And it was, it was wild. It was a wild match. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I knew Okada was going to win at MSG. There just wasn't any other option for New Japan, I don't think, than to have their boy, their face winning at MSG. So I'm not surprised that he won. I was thrilled that he won. The roof blew off the joint. His adorable English afterwards, it like got to my heart right away. 
I'm not too worried about Switchblade. I'm not. I think that he's going to have another title run sometime soon, so don't sleep on him. It's it's coming. It is coming. Alrighty, now it's time for a special segment of Holding Court with Queen, in which I have my friend RJ coming in to talk about his thoughts on TakeOver and Mania. And then after that, a very special Brain Busta Brothers reaction to Mania. And maybe a little TakeOver too. Enjoy! What's happening, wrestling fans? This is Conrad Cushman from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. And right now, you're listening to Queen's Court with the Queen of NE on Brain Busta Radio. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. All right, and we're back with my friend RJ from Revisionist Booking. How are you, sir? Uh, to be honest with you, a little tired. Um, I didn't watch as much wrestling as you partake this weekend, but all in all, um, you know, I'm going on probably a few hours of sleep and lots of lots of coffee. Hey, caffeine gets us through. Thank God for that. Oh, yeah. I, I feel you. I'm going to get that venti Starbucks in a minute, but <laughs> <laughs> it's got to pull me through the rest of this day because, my friend, we still have Raw and SmackDown to go. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, normally I take uh, the day after WrestleMania off from work, but I decided this year I have the time. I'm taking the whole week. <laughs> you are so smart <laughs> and I'm very because, jealous <laughs> because just if you think about it, you know, with, with you, obviously, if we know everybody knows that you were in New York City and you did all the, you know, the shows all week and, you yes. know, even just with me, you watch TakeOver and then the hall of fame and then you have wrestlemania and i'm like that's you know a lot that's a lot of wrestling and you know i don't mind you know i don't mind watching it but it's you know you get to monday or tuesday it's like oh my god you're just dragging it it's like ugh. i know after a while you're like okay i need like a couple hours reset and then maybe it'll be all right to watch it later you know <laughs> yeah exactly well i'm here to ask you a couple questions so i'd sure. love to know your overall thoughts on TakeOver and Mania. We'll start with TakeOver. Tell me mm-hmm. some of your highlights, favorite matches, low points. What did you think? Uh, as far as TakeOver goes, I I thoroughly enjoyed TakeOver. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, it's very hard to beat a WrestleMania, but it came very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite match of the whole night, obviously everybody's going to say Cole and Gargano. However, yes, that was a great match, but mine was uh, the War Raiders and uh, Ricochet and uh, Aleister Black. Um, always been a big tag team wrestling fan. Uh, I've seen Rowe and Hansen on the indie circuit way back when before they went to Japan. 
So they always had a, you know, a, a special place in my heart when they wrestled. So, uh, <laughs> right. you know, and, uh, you know, I just, just got used to watching, uh, uh, you know, Alistair Blackwell. I watched him when he was Tommy N, but, um, yeah, I, I just thought this, that tag team match, uh, was what tag team wrestling should be. Oh, um, yes. Obviously, with NXT and WWE, the main roster, it's two totally different uh, uh, facets of wrestling. Uh, you know, one's entertainment, one's more wrestling. Uh, and, you know, you got to go into that with an open mind and, you know, believe that. Uh, so, you know, TakeOver, you know, is it always lives up to anticipation that I've always had. And I'm sure other people are the same way. Uh, but, yeah, that was and I believe that was the opening match, right? It was. It was the first one. And it's just like, holy God. I'm like, you, you start off hot, you know, and I really thought that they were going to find some way to get the uh, get the titles around them so they could take it to WrestleMania and be dual champions. But, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, they're definitely they're singles competitors. So it's just, yeah, everybody's going to complain. Oh, they're not a real tag team. They're not a real tag team. Well. Yeah, well, you're not you're not complaining the way they're wrestling, so uh, that's true, <laughs> very true. But you know, Takeover it sold out, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Barclays Center. Uh, so that should be a notice to put everybody on notice that you know NXT WWE can go anywhere and sell out, uh, especially Take Era NXT. But. Um, you know, and there wasn't real. The only really low point for mm-hmm. me, for as part as as far as takeover goes, was the uh, the women's match. And, and I'm not saying that it was a bad match. I just wish, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Bianca Belair, and yes. <laughs> yeah. um, not too many people are, and not too many people get her, um, her character or get her in general. Uh, you know, and I, I get why they're building up uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. I get that. But, you know, sooner or later, she's going to make it to the main roster. And then what are you going to do with the title? Uh, you yeah. know, so I, I, I got it. And, you know, you get the Sky Pirates or what they call them or whatever the case may be. Um, <laughs> yes, Sky Pirates. Yep. And I, I would rather have seen another match with. Uh, Blair and Baszler one-on-one rather than the foray. I get why they did it. Uh, sure. But I rather than seeing the Sky Sky Pirates come up and uh, get called up, not get called up, but wrestle in that, uh, the women's tag match there. Oh, uh, Mania, yeah. Yeah, you know, because it's just, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket at Mania, but sometimes you got to, you know, it, a lot of people say WWE booking, you throw it against the wall and if it sticks, great. Um, and, uh, yeah, but they're the way that they are booking right now and writing for NXT is phenomenal. Uh, whether I, I, I would have liked to see, uh, um, um, Adam Cole win. Yes. (laughs) Me too. But yeah. I think they're still waiting for that Gargano and Ciampa match. I don't know. I don't know why they're waiting for that or if, if they are. Uh, but 
you know, that's going to be the match that everybody's going to want to see. You know, it's sometimes a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's like beating a dead horse or whatever. People are still watching. So obviously it's working. Uh, but uh, and the, the surprise, the surprise match, as far as NXT for me anyways, was uh, Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream. Um, yes. I was very surprised on how well they work together for not working together ever. I'm pretty sure they haven't uh, with I, I, on a main stage, as far as I'm sure they've worked house shows and, and what yes. have you. But um, but a takeover crowd and a house show crowd are two totally different crowds. So um, I was just very surprised, uh, you know, that they, you know, gelled so well. Hopefully this isn't a uh, one off. Hopefully you're going to see another another match between the two of them. Um, you know, Matt Riddle, it, it, it's a lot of people trying to describe Matt Riddle to the re- the regular f- wrestling fan. Oh, he's like Kurt Angle. Mm, not really. No. Uh, oh, he's like Brock Lesnar. Mm, not really. Uh, you know, there's a different, uh, I, I combine everything from a Kurt Angle to uh, Jericho to uh, Brock Lesnar. Put it all in one. And then sprinkle a little of his own little uh, gimmick in there, too. Uh, you know, two, those two guys have probably the most charisma mm-hmm. that I've seen in NXT. Um, and this goes back all the way to when it, you know, the incarnation of the takeovers. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I just, you can't go wrong with when you're watching an NXT or takeover. Um, obviously, we're going to be waiting a while, and I think that's why it's so good because everybody is, uh, you know, waiting for it. You know, they're waiting for those great matches. They're not seeing it that sure. often during the house shows. They're just working, you know, the guys that are guys and gals that are coming up and all that good stuff. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, the way that women's wrestling is now. It's going to be interesting to see what. Uh, you know, what transpires there? Because obviously we've seen Chelsea Green, she's out with an injury. We've seen, uh, you know, Rachel Auring or Rachel Evers, whatever you want to call her, uh, <laughs> got signed. You have Mia Yim in there. I'm saying, you know, I we I really want to see Mia Yim coming back up. Yeah, me know, too. Because you, and it's just not because she's dating uh, Keith Lee. I'm not saying that because, um, well, maybe I am. Um, <laughs> But uh, if you've never watched her before, and I know you have, but for your listeners that haven't, throw it in the Google machine, throw it in YouTube, and it's absolutely a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal wrestler, uh, and could really, you know, hang with Shayna Baszler. If, yes. If, 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 that, if, if she's still down there, down in NXT, and by down in NXT, I don't mean descript- or that badly, but, you know, no, down I know what in... You down in the in this in this brand but um but yeah i would uh it was absolutely phenomenal uh you know and the crowd is always hot no matter what uh, yes always especially in brooklyn <laughs> oh yeah I, no no doubt i'm i'm up here in the east coast just like you too and it's just you get any any part of the city whether it be jersey whether it be uh in the city whether it be brooklyn or queens or whatever it's it's another it's, it's like its own country <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? because it's too, it's totally different it uh, is you're right no you're right 
and I compare it to the likes of going up into the uh, up into Canada, up into the, like Montreal and Quebec and Toronto Ont- or Ottawa or something like that, where it's totally different group of fans of wrestling uh, that they're gonna cho- they're gonna cheer for who they want and they're gonna boo who they want. They're not gonna you know say oh Vince McGrath says you got to boo this guy or cheer this guy or cheer no nah. <laughs> no we don't do that, that here <laughs> yeah no, exactly you don't you're not going to do that you know and uh yep. it, overall you know and that's one of the main reasons why I took the week off because I'm recuperating from watching you know watching the takeover watching the hall of fame watching Wrestlemania and yeah. uh you know it's uh maybe I'll go back and rewatch it who knows <laughs> I know. Hey, well, they're going to be replaying it on the network. You know, that's right. So you'll be able to catch it, which is great. So awesome thoughts there. And now for Mania real quick, tell me maybe top three things for you. You know, top, you know, I was going into it. I was really looking forward to to the Kofi Kingston and uh, Daniel Bryan match. Yep. And it lived up to the anticipation I had and then and exceeded some. Uh, I was very surprised that it only took, I think it was a trouble in paradise that Kofi won with. It took him one. He didn't kick out of it. Nope. And you see a lot of the times now, and whether it's the, you know, the new writers, whether it be Bruce Pritchard, whether it be whomever, whether it be, you know, uh, Helms or whomever, whoever's writing right now, that there was scripted right. The buildup was phenomenal, and sure. the match uh, delivered. Uh, you know, Kofi sold his tail off like he always does. Yep. I think Daniel Bryan sold even not, not better, but just as well uh, for what Kofi was giving him. And you know, with Biggie and Xavier and Rowan on the outside, it gave it a little bit more oomph to it. I agree. As well, yes. Um, when they did the up, up, down, down onto the outside with Rowan, I'm like, all right, is this is this gonna get Luke Harper to come out? Are they gonna form the Wyatt their Wyatt <laughs> the Wyatt yeah. family again with, with Daniel Bryan this time? And then I'm like, eh, maybe not. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that was I was going into really looking forward to that match. So and then you know I delivered. Um, another match that surprised me uh, was the uh, Batista Triple H match. You know, yeah. I, I, I was joking around with uh, with Michael, my co-host on Revisionist Booking, where I was calling it the AARP match because they, you know, they're, they're not young, young guys anymore. But, you know, it, it delivered, you know, it wasn't going to be a wrestling match. It was going to be a fight. It was going to be a brawl. And it was. Oh, it uh, was. <laughs> and this WrestleMania is going to be known for. The nose ring wrestle nose ring match, <laughs> and uh, and you know him tripping and uh, into the ring, and I was like, everybody's like, is has he been you know sucking down uh, Grandma's cough syrup in the back? I don't know. Um, maybe that's why he was driven to the ring. But uh, I just <laughs> I, that was you know I was never a huge Batista fan. I got his character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the flair of it was phenomenal. I like Triple H's entrance as always. Uh, I believe it was the Mad Max entrance. Oh, yeah. And um, I was just surprised that um, Stephanie McMahon didn't have a role in 
his match and or Kofi's or not Kofi's match and or the women's match main event. Uh, you know, rumor, rumor and innuendo has it that uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but where they're building for a eventually a Becky Lynch and Stephanie McMahon match. And I'm like, is this like 2001 again or something? I know. I don't, you know, granted, we've seen a lot of guys come back and stuff. And you, we've seen, you know, the, you know, Dr. Thugonomics come back too. It's like, I know I'm it. sitting there. I'm like, I'm a Yankee fan. So I enjoyed the video. So I'm like, huh, I don't know who the heck it is, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, holy crap. That's, you know, wow. I'm like, I, I, I'll, I'll admit I popped heavily for it. Me too. Uh, and, uh, you know, is this going to be a one-off? I, who knows, you know, maybe it's going to be one of those things where you're going to see it come out every once in a while. And, you know, he pulls it out of the bag of tricks that he has. And, uh, you know, he's that one of those guys where whether you like him or you you don't like him, he's always, you know, uh, reinvented himself, um, over and over again, whether it be, you know, the soldier of John Cena, the doctor thugonomics, you know, the heel, the face, whatever, uh, you know, it got people cheering, it got people popping, and, uh, you know, it worked. Um, you know, another good thing, I, I, I just talked to somebody about it this morning, was, uh, might have been in the Discord service, but mm-hmm. um, I was happy not to see The Undertaker, believe it or not. Um, first time since, I believe, 2000 or 2001 that we did not see The Undertaker WrestleMania. Crazy, uh, right? it's hard to believe it had been that long. And I'm like, God, I feel old now. I know um, we do. <laughs> and it's just like, and I'm not even that old. I'm, I'll be 35 in a couple months, but it's like, holy crap. I'm like, wow. But right. it goes to show you where you can't go back to the well so many times with a guy like The Undertaker, you know, whether it be, whether he's, you know, you know, he's in the doghouse, whether it be as far as all these, uh, shows he's doing out, not all the shows, but whether he's doing all these uh, conventions or whatever, maybe he's in the doghouse, who knows? But it's one thing that I've always learned in the WWE watching since, for Christ, probably nine, 20 years almost. Sure. Consistently. Never say never. Uh, <laughs> That's thing, for sure. And uh, the one, the two things that I was, you know, not so high on. <sighs> Why they didn't need to have Hulk Hogan come out? I loved Hulk Hogan. I grew up on Hulk Hogan, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You didn't need him. You didn't need him to come out. Yeah, you I got agree. the pop. You got the pop, but he called it the MetLife Center. He called it. You know, he's trying to play off a joke, trying to win everybody back. I get it. Wonderful. You know, it's a pol- the apologetic tour, I guess you could say. Uh, and. Uh, I just, I didn't get it. Another thing, I didn't get the whole Elias thing before Cena came out. Uh... I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is what it is. I've never got him since day one, so it's not really anything new to me. (laughs) Right. 
you know, I, I, you know, I get what they're trying to do. Have them wrestle more. I don't, I could care less about the music. You know, nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, I'm DVRing Raw and SmackDown and watching it later. I'm fast forwarding it through it until something happens, to be honest with you. But, uh, it's just, it didn't, it didn't do it for me. And, you know, a lot of times people are, you know, ragging on the WWE product. They're trying to compare it to the likes of New Japan or Ring of Honor or Impact or whatever. And you can't do that. You know, nah, they're totally, totally, different. To- totally, totally different. different, totally different audiences. WWE's right. playing to my son, who's six years old. They want to get the kids aspect of it where right. you go to Ring of Honor or uh, New Japan where they're getting, you know, the older generations where they're strictly wrestling and less entertainment. Um for me, anyways, I don't have enough time in the day to watch all this stuff. Like I'm sure, like 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 you have with you know New Japan or Ring of Honor or, mm-hmm. or Impact or what have you. But uh, but yeah, it's just it, it lived up to it. Uh, you know the women's match. You know you're gonna you've seen a lot of it. Oh, it's Botchfest City. Is it nerves? Sure. You know there's rumors out there that Rousey broke her hand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. But she's I've seen her fight in UFC I've seen her you know from starting where she was last year till now there's no I can't remember the last person that has succeeded and um you know forced so as much as she has in just a year's time yeah what Um, a difference right Exactly. And you have to give her credit for that you know she could have very well you know said okay well this isn't for me within six months and said okay I'm out but, you know, at the end of the day, all the guys and gals in the business are fans, you know, just like you and I and everybody that does this you know, wrestling podcasting. At the end of the day, we're doing it because we're fans. We That's love right. professional wrestling, whether it be, like I said, whether it be WWE, WWE NXT, uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, Independence, whatever. At the end Absolutely. of the day, there's so much out there. You can watch whatever you want. And, you know, it's like, like I said, it's probably a, a, a recording over and over that I keep on saying, if you're upset with WrestleMania or what have you, there's so much out there. Go watch something else. You know, Absolutely. you know, you have a voice. Everybody has a voice to say what they like, what they don't like. I get it. But when they call out the actual people whether it be Charlotte, whether it be Rhonda, whether it be Becky, or even, you know, or even the individuals, whether it be Orton or AJ for, oh, it's a short match. Well, you got 18, 17 matches. Something's got to be short. You know, the Samoa Joe and Ray match. I got it. You're building up Samoa Joe. This is his first WrestleMania. And he's been with the company for, what, three years? Give or take, but he's been hurt. So, oh, Ray's, Ray's a jobber. Well, no, Ray's also hurt, also. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he's had a WrestleMania moments, and yeah. the whole point is they're building around Joe. So, yeah, I, I totally hear you with that. And, you yeah. know, to speak on what you said before, too, wrestling, there's so many options. There's so mm-hmm. many options. And, yes, you know, we're passionate about wrestling. We can be critical about what we're getting in promotions that we love. But if you really don't like it, there's literally something for everybody. People were mm-hmm. at the NXT takeover, other people were at Joey Ryan's penis party. Literally something (laughs) 
for everyone. And I think that's, you know, the takeaway from all of that, right? But yeah, the, the, the only the only place you, the only place you can see a man do a moonsault with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's, a, there's something for everybody, I guess. There is something <laughs> for everyone. You can't make that shit up. It's no, actually you can't. so. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your thoughts with me. Tell the good people of Queens Court where they can find you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, you know, you can follow uh, follow us on uh, on Twitter at Revisionist Book. Uh, you can follow me at Krasinski RJ, but if you go over to it, you're not going to be able to spell that long Polish name. If you go over and follow the revisionist booking podcast or our, uh, Twitter page, both myself and Michael Berry's handles are in the description. So you can just click on that and go over to that. Uh, you know, we're taking a week off, you know, just had some family issues, family, uh, death in the family on my end. So we're taking a week off. Oh, um, sorry to hear we're that. actually, thank you. Uh, you know, so we're going to be going over, uh, solo now we, we were on the wrestling perspective network and we decided you know um i think we got a good thing going let's let's experiment go on go solo so we're going to be going solo with uh you know revisionist booking coming up so stick with uh go over to like i said revisions at revisionist book for all the updates as well as on my page and michael's page and uh you know get all the updates where to find us um all the platforms uh, as well. So, um, definitely dig what you guys are doing, especially you, uh, uh <laughs> over here on brain buster radio. Um, you know, you got a very, very, a good line, a very good lineup, I should say. And, uh, uh, you know, all the best to, uh, to all you guys. Oh, thank you so much. And my listeners, if you don't listen to revisionist booking, you need to do that. So please listen to the man. You're going to love it. I promise. And RJ, thanks so much again. Thank you. And we're back baby now it's time for a very special friend of mine josh from wrestling reverb all right we are here with my good friend josh from wrestling reverb how are you buddy i am so good how are you i'm wonderful thank you so much for asking i am ready to hear your highs and lows from last night's epic wrestlemania Tell me all about it. Well, the good thing about this year's Mania, well, at least actually general consensus I've noticed is that it was damn good. It was a damn good show. It was really well paced out, really, like, really just nicely booked. It it didn't feel like the length it was, which is really good. Um, I can't, honestly, I was going to do the lows first just to kind of get them out of the way, but the Really, I don't really have many lows of WrestleMania. I can't really think of anything that I really just genuinely was pissed about. But I mean, okay. the finish of the the finish of the um main event was a little awkward, but I think that'll help me rewatching it. I've only watched it once through. It was just a little awkward, and I feel like it kind of took Becky's moment away a little bit. Um, still got the right person that won. I was still happy, but um, that's more of a I need to rewatch that. Now, obviously, my high, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to know what I'm going to say, but it is the Iconics winning. Um, I really, honestly, from, like, deep down, did not think they were going to win as much as I put it out in the forefront. Um, I really didn't think they were going to win. I don't think many people expected them to win, to be honest. So um, that was just, I don't think I'll ever have a more pure, genuine reaction than 
<laughs> then the Iconics winning. My whole living room hugged. My whole living room was just so happy to see these girls win. We were just genuinely shocked. Um, I mean, just a really fun moment. But Mania as a whole, I just, I honestly just really love this Mania. I think it's one of the better ones I've witnessed in my kind of time watching wrestling. I don't think I can really think of one that's genuinely top to bottom that good. Wow. Awesome. What a great reaction then. I loved, <laughs> by the way, uh, real quick, I loved your little live video reaction. It's so warm to my heart. And <laughs> it was I, just so pure. Yeah. Like, it I really just was. can't think of anything in wrestling that's ever been that just genuinely like, it just filled me with joy. Like I'm just so happy. <laughs> Good. I am so happy for you. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me, buddy. That's all right. Anytime. All right, kids. Now it's time for some Queen's Courtiers questions. Very exciting. So let's dive in. First up from my pal JPQ from the No Particular Angle podcast. He asks... Given the current upswing in independent wrestling popularity, what do you feel wrestling promotions need to do better to separate themselves from the pack? Great question, JPQ. The first thing I could think of, and and really what I think they should do, in my opinion, is they need to connect with their audience, make storylines engaging, involve their fans. I think that's something that's missing in a lot of ways that social media has brought in one of the best benefits of social media is interacting with the people that watch and getting their name out there and being easily available, right? They need to be somewhere where it's easy for people to watch and they offer something different and unique. That I think would help them separate from the pack. Thanks, JPQ. Another question that I have here from Wrestling Bob, which is at Wrestling Bob 1, both in their prime, who wins? AJ Styles or Shawn Michaels? Oh my god, what a question. Who wins in their prime? Yikes. Um, those two would have a bout. A very long bout. It would be a storied, at least three match at major pay-per-views before it was over. And I think they would each get one up on the other. But in the end, I think AJ Styles prevails. He just does. Uh, HBK is great, but AJ Styles is better. Sorry, not sorry. Next is from my friend Chris at black underscore Baymax 8. And he asks, we all know that Finn is your boy. True. But is there any other wrestlers that you absolutely love that no one else knows about? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, Yeah. I guess, kind of. I don't know if people know that I have like a massive crush on Tyler Bate, but I do. And it's so weird because he's a lot younger than me, but he's absolutely adorable and I just love his wrestling. Yeah, I love Tyler Bate. I don't really talk about it a lot. So I guess that counts, right? No one really knows that. So exclusive right here on Queen's Court. Thank you, Chris. The next question is from Mars Freya at I Love Cars 407 And he asks me, I know you're a Balor fan. Yep, we established that. So what would you think if it was Balor versus Shawn Michaels at Mania 36? Uh, I would not like that, actually, at all. So let's hope not. Thank you for the question. One of my Brain Buster brothers is up next. Conrad from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast asks me, who is the most influential person in wrestling on you? 
hands down, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I said on the Badlands podcast that dropped on Saturday that he's the one that made me fall in love with wrestling. I fell in love with him, his character, the whole shebang. So it's thanks to him that I am here today. Thanks, pal. Hi, Queen. It's Max here. We're barrel rolling through 2019 already. But what I'd like to know is, what was your favourite match of 2018? Aw, Mags, thanks so very, very much for that question. I love it. My favourite match from 2018 simply has to be Kenny Omega versus Okada for the title, because it gave me my Kenny. (laughs) And I love him so much. Thanks a lot, Mags. Alright, so I can't get to all of the questions, but I am going to do a few quick rapid-fire question responses. So Captain Marvel, Nikki underscore COCO7 asks, What young wrestler today do you think will be most influential on the future generation? Uh, let's go with Ricochet. I think he has kid and people appeal. The superhero thing's going to work for him. Also, I want to give a shout-out to... This question from Wilf, in your opinion, is the fear of getting into indie wrestling or new companies due to language, fear of the unknown, or something else. 100 million percent. People fear different. People fear language. They need to get over that. Reading subtitles isn't so bad, my friends. I promise you. And even if there isn't any, you can still kind of get a general sense of what's going on. I think, you know, it'll be all right. You'll live, peeps. you live. And the last question I want to get to is from Mark World Order at MWO for life asks, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Yo, Donatello. Donatello is the best. He's the best. Fight me. No, really don't fight me. I'm I'm a lover, not a fighter. But don't at me because Donatello is the Ninja Turtle. Thank you, sir. That ends Queen's Courtiers. I want to thank everybody for sending in those questions. I couldn't get to them all. Thank you so much. And now it's on to the Jester and Crown, Queen's Crown of the Week. So let's start with the Jester. So my Jester of the Week goes to two people. We're getting two Jesters because there's some fuckery going on and they got to be called out. The first one is the absolute asshat who tackled Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame. You're a scumbag and you got exactly what you deserved. The second gesture of the week goes to the two idiots, who I'm not going to name, that showed up at the G1 Supercard to quote-unquote invade or whatever it was that they were doing. Work or no work, absolutely disgraceful. I don't like either of them. And I don't want to hear, oh, then you don't really like wrestling right now. And oh, what does it is to be a fan? Nah, I don't support scumbags. And those two are scumbags. So they need to get themselves gone. And if Ring of Honor, if this really was a work and you signed it, peace out. I'm not watching your shit ever again. That's just the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. So help me, queen. Just gonna lay it out there. Big facts. But I don't want to end on that note. I want to end on a positive note. So we're going to move into... Queen's crown of the week. Yes, Queen. That's right. The Queen's crown. And the crown of the week goes to my boy, Kofi Kingston, for winning the championship at Mania. What a moment. It was so emotional. 
when you brought your kids up there with you. Oh my God, it touched my soul. It made me so happy for you. Seeing your boys, Xavier and Big E, they were crying. The way that they cheered you on in the ring, your fight, the struggle, it was worth it to have that moment. It's something I will never, ever forget. That will do it for this week's episode of Queen's Court. God, it was so great. This Wrestling Mania Week, the Wrestling Week, Mania Weekend, Wrestling Weekend, it was so full of surprises and fun. And Mania was something that I truly, truly enjoyed. I didn't speak about it a lot during this episode, but that's okay. It really was more about my experience at TakeOver and G1 Supercard. But I really enjoyed Mania this year, more the second half than anything else. And you'll hear a lot of that on this week's episode of DYWTSB. So please check me out when that show drops Friday. In the meantime, my loves, you can find me on Twitter at the Queen of NE, on Instagram at X the Queen of NE. And if you ever want to shoot me a question or shoot me a little MP3 for the show, please email me at xthequeenofne at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. What a week. And I can't wait for what comes next. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, my loves, and I'll see you on the next one. Please be kind to one another. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.